0: Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. The Marvelous Galaxy of
1: uh, Disney. Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Marvelous Galaxy of Disney. This is Sean. I'm Alan. <laughs> and we're here to update you on All the new updates that have been updated to our update list this update week. So let's get them updated. Update now. (laughs) So we're recording this the day before Halloween but it comes out the day after Halloween. So we got Mm -hmm. some Halloween stuff for you, even though you're probably sick of Halloween because it's now November 1st. Halloween, Halloween. That's a good movie, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm excited because I got my Sanderson Sisters in the mail with my little glow in the dark Mickey pumpkin. Animal lantern. versions, not
0: actual. The st-
1: they're not Sanderson real. Sisters, yeah. Okay, so I was working with this lady at work, and it was really funny. Because she's like, I don't like scary movies. And I was like, well, you should watch Nightmare Before Christmas. She's like, oh, no, that's too scary. Wow. I'm like, you know, it's like a kid's movie. It's a musical. And then she's like, who's in that one? Is it Michael Myers? Is it Jason? Is it Freddie? <laughs> I'm like, no, it's, it's literally a kid's movie. <laughs> like, it's a musical. And um, she's like, I don't believe you. <laughs> wow. So finally, I showed her the preview. And she's like, oh, OK, I have seen this with, yeah. like, the really skinny people. Maybe yeah. I will watch it. I was like, yeah, watch it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe she's never heard of that movie before. I know.
1: Yeah, she was funny. Who's in it? Michael Myers? No. <laughs> but she has seen Hocus Pocus, and she loves Hocus Pocus. So that's at least, like, wow. a point in her favor. That's good. Good. Y- good job. You. You're good. Wow. So shall we get started with the news? Yeah, let's get into it. So the first thing, uh, there has been a change in ticket prices? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like at
0: this—it's sad to say this—but at this point, like, I honestly am just used to it <laughs> raising ticket prices at Disneyland. So Disney, well, okay. So first off, they kind of did a little creativ- creatively, um, rather than increasing all the ticket prices, they added a sixth tier. Um, in the Disney ticket pricing, um, structure. So previously it was the five tiers and basically the higher you go up, the more expensive it is, is, and the more expensive tickets are the ones that are are available during the more popular times of the day or times of the year. So the sixth tier is going to primarily be in the most demand days of the year, mostly in like holidays. Um, where, you know, everyone wants to go. So this six tier ticket costs $164. Wow. Yeah. So if you're like a family of four, you know, you're paying well over like $600 just to get into the park. Um, so a lot of people are kind of, you know, complaining or just kind of making a point that like Disneyland is not a park for everyone anymore you know it's like it's it's a part for the rich which is kind of sad because i feel back in the day like everyone was able to go to disneyland right
1: yeah it's i don't think there's a good answer because if they don't raise the prices then it's overcrowded but if they do it thins out the crowds but yeah it's it's very expensive for a family now yeah
0: and i think this comes At a time because, with and we'll probably talk more about this later, but with the pass holders or the key holders um, running into situations where they can't even buy or reserve a day, um, I think this helps with definitely helps with the demand. Um, In addition to the rising ticket prices, they also increase the parking rates for the park. So rather than being $25, it's now $30, so it went up by five. And if you are a hotel guest, uh, previously, they were also 25 That actually went up to
1: $40. Which surprisingly, other parks have more expensive parking. Like I know um, Universal, I think, is at $27 right now. So I'm kind of surprised that Disney isn't the most expensive at this point, but now they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'm fortunate
0: being a dream key holder that we don't have to worry about <clears> ticket <throat> prices, but. I guess everyone else who's below a dream dream holder, it, it does increase your spending for the day with the parking.
1: Yeah, so everybody should just run out and get a dream key yeah. today. Yeah, today. Go oh, now. wait. <laughs> 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 they actually cut off the dream key passes, so if you don't already have one, you can't get one at this point.
0: Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah, and... I guess it is kind of like a out-of-luck kind of thing if you... Because Disney never really announced ahead of time, like, oh, these are a limited availability.
1: Well, I feel like they did, because I remember when the, the keys, the Magic Keys came out, they did make it seem like it's limited. Because I remember feeling stressed out, like, yeah. I need to get my key. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I guess um, they just didn't really give any warning, like, oh, yeah. we're, we're coming to the end of, you know... If you don't already have one, get it now, because we're going to cap them soon. It was just a sudden cap.
0: Yeah, because they've been out for, what was it, August of last, this year?
1: I think yeah, August.
0: Yeah, so I guess I came under the impression that, like, oh, since they're not sold out now, like I guess they're just available infinitely.
1: Yeah, it did come at a time, though, where I wonder if this was a choice for yeah. Disney because with people complaining so much about days running out, I wonder if they capped it just to be like, well, we can make more days, but we have to stop sales. Yeah, I, I
0: definitely do feel like it's one, either just very timely <laughs> or this yeah was due to because of all the reservations being being
1: taken up. Yeah. So with that, um, pretty much the day that they announced No More Dream Keys They opened up more reservations through the end of the year, luckily.
0: Yeah, which is good, but they're all, all the weekends anyways, are um, already reserved.
1: Yeah, all the weekends are out. So I feel comfortable that we've pretty much booked up the days that we want. Mm -hmm. We will be at Disneyland tomorrow, Halloween, which we booked like two months ago. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm happy about that.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, at least, I mean, as long as you're a planner you've plan far ahead then honestly like this the whole reservation system shouldn't be too much of a problem but yeah if you are the person that likes to schedule like last minute or just like go on a whim um yeah not (laughs) not um might not be the option for you
1: yeah the safest bet right now is if you're able to go on a weekday or a weeknight that's the best time to go Mm-hmm. but yeah i know that's not always a an option
0: yeah or if you're just not into the holiday spirit hold off and go into yeah. january cuz <laughs> there's plenty of availabilities in, in 2022
1: So, speaking of our trip tomorrow, I'm excited because since it's Halloween, we decided to Disney bound. Mm -hmm. For those, if you don't know what Disney bounding is, since you're not allowed to dress as a character in the park, people will put together outfits that resemble a character. Since adults. Adults. Children can. Children can. So, Anthony, Alan, and I have each purchased a red, blue, and green hat, a red, blue, or green shirt, and then white shorts or pants, and... Yellow orange socks because we are going as Huey Dewey and Louie. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> we almost had a uh, Abigail with us a Webby, but uh, unfortunately our lady friend got sick and could not yeah. partake. But she'll still be there. Unfortunately. Wow. No, I'm excited. We haven't seen her in a while. Yeah. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Oh, she has not listened to this. She's probably at Disney right now spending all her money. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, uh, 2022 has some good news coming. Finally. Finally. <laughs> I, I feel like every time I go to the park, I always
0: have to, like, make a point to complain about this. But uh, I'm excited because the trans are set to, retur- to return uh, early 2022 here at Disneyland. So... Very excited for that. I think a lot of people are... A lot of people are just tired of walking that... I think it's, like, close to a mile walk or maybe half a mile. Yeah. Um. And, like, honestly, the walk in the morning, like, isn't too bad. It's the really killer part is the walk after going to the park. Because you're already so tired. You walk so much, you know, and just standing in line that the last thing you want to do is take this long walk back to your parking back back to your car um a hack that i've done a few times that a few people have uh, figured out already is parking at the toy story lot which has bus uh, the shuttles that take you from the lot to the park um but if you do plan on staying there pretty late um the, the line to get back into Toy Story through the shuttle can take a while because they, the buses can only hold so much. I've heard people standing around there almost two hours. Wow. So you definitely just plan ahead if you do want to do that. I mean, at that point, I just would rather walk to, to my car.
1: Yeah, because even when I went until around three during a, on a Thursday once, um I almost didn't make it on the bus, and I did, uh-huh. but it was standing room only, yeah. so it can be uncomfortable to you, because then you're awkwardly standing in a bus, Yeah, but I'm happy I was on it, but yeah, just a heads up, the buses do fill up, no matter what time you go.
0: Yeah, so very excited for the trams to come back, again, I don't know why they haven't been back yet, but they will be back,
1: mm-hmm. rest assured. Well, another thing that's coming to the park, something that has captivated audiences from 1972 to <laughs> 1999, and then it showed up in a California Adventure for a while, it looks like we're getting the Electrical Parade back.
0: Yay, finally. Yeah. Yeah.
1: When you think of the Electrical Parade, what do you think of?
0: The the music. The music, da, da, yeah. That, 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 yeah. That
1: <laughs> was that really the music though. <laughs> Maybe. Um, I think of mainly Peach Dragon and the Blue Fairy. I think those were the most iconic for me.
0: Yeah, I actually really like the other the like updated version of it. Oh, I Forgot what it was called. The Light Up the Night or something. Oh yeah. Yeah, I kind of like that a little bit more cuz it's a bit more like upbeat and, you know, more recent characters, but uh, obviously Electrical Parade is is a classic, and I'm glad for it to be back. Even though Disney always tricks us and
1: says this is going to be the last year. <laughs> I know my mom actually bought one of the uh, light bulbs used in the parade, oh. and I think that's part of the reason why they said this is not coming back because yeah. they sold a bunch of people things like that. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it's an amazing parade, and I think the only other way to do it is if they update it every time it comes out and maybe call it something different, but have similar music. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, stop saying it's the end because we all love it too much. Yeah, and <laughs> it's just going to come back. But I'm just happy for parades to come back too because
0: we haven't had, I don't think there's any other announcements for any other parades to come back. Uh, like the Daytime Parade, the um, the one that they just debuted right before the pandemic. Um, I hope they bring that one back. So We'll see. Maybe this is a sign for more just entertainment to come back to the parks.
1: Mm -hmm. Speaking of going back to the parks, (laughs) Mm -hmm. so I'll start the story with this. I remember when I was young, somebody was either crying or being a brat in Disney, and I turned to my mom and I said, but mom, how can anybody not be happy at Disneyland? (laughs) With that, people are not happy at Disneyland Paris. Oh, no. In fact, the workers are on strike. (laughs) Why? quoi? So it started mostly at the Disney's Newport Bay Club with workers going on strike for I mean, it's the classic story with Disney is the workers feel like they're work too many hours and not paid a fair wage. So um this one, like, I'm happy the workers are standing their ground. At the same time, there's been reports of children falling asleep on the floor in the hotel, people sleeping in the hotel lobby because there's no workers to get them to their rooms. Wow. Yeah, so I just feel for the families that have been affected by this, like, you're planning this great vacation, and that's what it turns out to be. So hopefully Disney does something for these families. Yeah,
0: that's so sad.
1: But it looks like... Um, The strike has spilled over into the parks with park employees. Actually, there's been pictures of people striking in the park itself. Wow. Yeah. I do wonder sometimes why Disney doesn't just up the wages a little bit. Give.
0: Yeah. You know? (laughs) I mean, like, honestly, with all these, like, price increases and everything, like, I feel like Disney can afford to treat. You know, their, their cast members a little bit better. Uh, but yeah. Did you know, by the way, not really changing subject, but kind of changing subject, uh, Disneyland Paris used to hold a very awesome Halloween scare event. Did you know that? I did not know that. This was like maybe 10 years ago before Disney kind of like really owned the park. They actually, like if you look at old videos, it reminds me of Hollywood Horror Nights. Like that scary At Disney. Like, people dying... Like, not real people, but, like, (laughs) characters dying and being decapitated at Disney. What? Yeah, they even had their own version of the Terror Tram, like, because they had their own tram ride, but they would... The tram would drive through scenes, and they would actually um, have, like, actors inside the tram uh, as, like, regular people, and they would be pulled out and, like, shown to, like, die, basically, like, being sacrificed or killed. Uh, That would be... I don't know. I just... I love it when things like that because I think Hong Kong Disneyland had a similar thing, not as scary, but kind of. It would be cool to see Disney, even though it's known to be a very happy place, to do something so like twisted like that.
1: Yeah, I think that would be really cool as long as like it's posted. Like this is an yeah. older attraction, then yeah, go for it. Because yeah. yeah, Disney is something that people of all ages are into, so why not cater to all ages? Yeah. And it did really well. Like, every year the event would sell out. So,
0: apparently the story is that once Disney kind of took reins of the whole
1: park, that they were just like,
0: no, we can't do
1: this. We're <laughs> Disney. So, yeah. Wow. I feel like they're missing a whole market. Can you imagine yeah. if they did market to that? Instead of Oogie Boogie Bash, I'd rather do that. I'd rather pay the money to do that. Yeah. yeah. And it's... I don't know. Maybe I, I'm gonna put my foot on my mouth for saying this, but they like for us they have two parks. So make one yeah. like the scary park and make one the. I mean, it yeah. would suck if both parks closed early, but if that was the trade off, like I would I, definitely go. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't mind that because mm-hmm. yeah, I
0: wouldn't mind with DCA being more like adult themes where you have like drinking involved, and I, I can totally see DCA turning into like a very dark type of. Halloweenies, spooky maze. <laughs> you and then, said weenie. Wow. This is the family show. Oh. And then, yeah, Disneyland being, you know, more caring to
1: children in the trick-or-treat trails. Yeah, that'd be cool. You know what else is cool? What? There's a new Iron Fist announced. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> yeah. So, at the end of Iron Fist, uh, 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 what was it called? Um, Heart of the Dragon. Sorry. So this was uh, Danny Rand, who we all know as the only Iron Fist, really, that there's been in the comics. There's been other ones besides him before, but they've only really focused on Danny Rand. Um, at the end of Heart of the Dragon, he announced that he's not going to embrace the power anymore. So he's retiring from Dragon Fist. And there's a new character that's been announced. So this new character will be will start being in the comics February of 2022. And they have not shown, we know it's a guy from the pictures, but they haven't shown who he is or, like, told us any of his backstory yet. Mm. So people are speculating, is it going to be a character that we know? And when he takes off the mask, we'll all be like, ooh! Or is it going to be a brand new character that will have an interesting backstory?
0: Mm, I don't know.
1: I like the way he looks, though. He looks pretty cool.
0: Yeah, he's very, uh tough guy <laughs> okay <laughs> i don't know like yeah and he has a dragon on his chest
1: so the new writer is Alyssa alissa wong and the artist michael yig 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 yeah. um the costume itself was designed by jim chung who actually redesigned uh shang chi Oh. So, I th- I think that's why I like the outfit, because I really like Shang-Chi's yeah. redesign. So, yeah.
0: I wonder if uh, there'll be any, like, crossover with Shang-Chi.
1: Oh. That would be cool, and then maybe he'll be in the movie. I know. That's what I'm wondering, because we'll talk about it later, but there's another character who was switched out with a younger model, who uh, <laughs> everybody's speculating which one's going to be in the movies, the original or the younger one. So, mm. they've done this with a lot of characters, like um, Ironheart. Who is a younger version of Iron Man? So we're probably going to see, or we are going to see Ironheart in the MCU. We'll probably see um, this Iron Fist. We'll see Miss Marvel. Lots of younger characters who have taken up older characters' mantles. Is
0: there any like Iron Lung or Iron Leg characters in Marvel Universe?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Anyway, (laughs) speaking of Marvel, I just thought this was a cute story, so I added it. But apparently, Korg, do you remember Korg? From Ragnarok, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, he's the one that looks like the thing. He's like kind of orangey-yellow and rock-like, and he's voiced by Taika Waititi. Apparently, Korg was only supposed to have like a cameo in the movie. Korg was a big player in the World War Hulk comic book, so he fits into Ragnarok since it steals a lot from that. But apparently Taika Waititi's uh, uh, improv lines were so funny that it kept cracking up Chris Hemsworth. (laughs) So then they decided to throw in more Korg, which I think was a great idea because he was a huge highlight of the movie. Yeah, And apparently uh, Chris Hemsworth and Taika Waititi hid from Disney that they're buddies because they didn't oh. want to affect each other being involved in the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. But, like, that's one of my favorite Marvel movies. I thought it was so fun. Yeah. It's a really fun – I didn't expect – because the second, Thor was okay. <laughs> I know. A lot of people really don't like Thor The Dark World. Yeah. So, uh,
0: that's – it's definitely a good follow-up movie to make up for that one.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: You know what else is a follow-up movie? What Lightyear? Yeah, to the rescue! So we finally got a trailer for Lightyear, and he's voiced by Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. What did you think of this trailer?
0: I like it. It
1: looks more
0: like—I mean, it's because I was wondering, like, how is this movie going to be? Is it just like how the toy is going to be made, or you <laughs> know? So it's—it's it's more like actually the backstory of the Buzz Lightyear character itself, not really Buzz Lightyear, the toy in Toy Story. Um, so I think it's going to be cool. It looks very much like a action packed type of like, I guess a more serious movie you can say.
1: Yeah. I was surprised with how serious it looks. Yeah. But that also like, it's exciting cause we get to see this character that spawned these toys. Yeah. But yeah. And I, I really like the design. I like how they made him look more realistic, but still kept him in the shape yeah. of the toy.
0: Yeah. Cause at first I was like, it doesn't really look like, him, or like, who is this guy? And then as you go through the trailer, you see he has that, like, headpiece or whatever you want to call it. And then at the end, spoiler alert, I guess, like, it shows Buzz Lightyear's costume.
1: Yeah. Buzz. So I actually feel like this is a brilliant move for Disney Pixar. I would actually love to see if they made a movie for, like, Woody. Yeah. And see what he's based off. Even Rex. Like, you could do anything with these characters now. I like the Woody show, by the way. Oh, I like the Buzz show better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so the Buzz uh, is yeah the show or the movie. Sorry, Lightyear comes out June uh, seventeen
1: or June seventeenth, twenty twenty two. So many good things in twenty twenty two. Yes, yes, they're making up for this year and the last year. I know. Yeah, we really haven't gotten many Marvel movies. We got it towards the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're starting to. Yeah. Oh, that lady who, who I met at work who <laughs> thought that Michael Myers was in Nightmare Before Christmas. She watched her first Marvel movie recently. Wow. It was funny because she was telling me how she's been with her husband since they were in high school. But then she's like, he just found out I've never seen a Marvel movie. I'm like, wait. Yeah. <laughs> how did he not know? <laughs> so what movie or, yeah, what movie did she see? Well, the movie she saw, she said she loved. So now she wants to start watching them. She actually saw Black Widow as oh, her very wow. first Marvel movie.
0: That's That's a good starter movie, I guess, cuz it doesn't really take into account a lot of like the past movies.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's more of an origin story for Widow. So yeah, yeah it is a good one cuz you're right, it doesn't really connect anything. Yeah. So much, I mean. But yeah. I thought she was going to say The Hulk. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what if her first movie was Thor The Dark World? <laughs> but, yeah, so I talked to her about that. I told her it was funny how, like, uh, this girl at work, or at my old job, when Endgame came out, she's like, what movies do I need to watch to know what's going on in Endgame? I was kind of like, well, all of, all them? of them? Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: Oh, no, that's a lot of movies.
1: I know. The only one I think you could kind of skip is, like, uh, um winter soldier because uh civil war kind of fills you in on who bucky is and what's going on but yeah. even then like you can't really skip too many of them. yeah
0: i always tell myself like one day i'm gonna watch all the movies but in, like that's more like a one week <laughs> type of thing versus a day job
1: yeah there's like there's a lot of movies yeah <laughs> but yeah that was just a fun little side note Today, being the day before Halloween, we got a chance to watch Mickey's Halloween Spooktacular. Yeah, and
0: it's good inspiration for us since we're Huey, Dewey, and Louie. I know, because they're (laughs)
1: featured in it, and apparently Mickey's two nephews. Yeah, which I didn't know existed. Yeah, maybe if we'd watched the rest of the Mickey show, maybe we would have seen them more. But Yeah. yeah, this was our first venture in seeing the nephews. Yeah, we were just like, Halloween, let's watch it. Yeah. So this was only around 22 minutes. It looks like it's kind of like a Treehouse of Terror if you watch The Simpsons. It's just an episode within the season, but it's Mm Halloween-themed. But it was a lot of fun. It was. Yeah, it it had kind of a different people telling different stories feel kind of like, um, are you afraid of the dark? It was funny. It was fun. We got to see more of the nephews, so I would very much recommend this.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of good jokes like we're adults and so it wasn't like <laughs> we are watching well one of us is. It's like watching it's not just like like we're watching a children's show like it was We laughed at it. So, you know, I think both children and adults um could definitely enjoy watching this.
1: Yeah, I agree. I would probably say If you don't know what to watch on Disney Plus for Halloween, I would start with still the Muppets Haunted Mansion, Mm -hmm. then I'd watch Mickey Spooktacular, and then Star Wars Terrifying Tales. Yeah.
0: But also, um, Disney Plus makes it convenient for you because they do have like a whole section or, like, they're all, like, headlined on the top. So it's easy to find them if you're having trouble finding it.
1: I'm sure by the time people are listening to this, they'll have removed that whole Halloween yeah. section and it will already be all holiday themed. True. We'll get a comment, you lied. Yeah. yeah. I hate your show, you lied. So also, this may be a lie, but I hinted at this earlier. So there's rumors now that part of the reason that Marvel delayed the movies is because two new movies may be in the works. Oh. That's crazy. That is. So they're both movies we've heard rumors at. We've heard uh, rumors that they were going to be made. We've heard rumor. Or, or people have been saying that they want these movies. Uh, one of the movies is Thunderbolts. Do you remember what Thunderbolts is? Thundercats. That's no, all I no. Thunderbolts is basically Marvel's form of Suicide Squad, where they take villains and force them to do, like, good deeds. Mm -hmm. So I think this would be a good answer to the fact that Suicide Squad just came out and did really well. (laughs) Like, of course, Marvel would want to jump on that, too. Yeah. So it's rumored that Thunderbolts is coming in. The other one has been a long-awaited character that people have been wanting to be in the movies, and apparently they were almost in the movies. This is Nova. 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 Have you ever heard of Nova? I feel like I should. Well, actually, the Nova Force was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. They're the ones that wear the helmets where... Um, What's-her-name was there? Uh, Cruella Deville, lady... <laughs>
0: Cruella DeVille?
1: She played Cruella in the original Cruella movie. Oh, 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 I know you're talking about. Glenn Close. Glenn Close, yeah. She was in charge of the Nova Force in Guardians. Mm-hmm. Um, but one in particular, his name is Richard Ryder, and he's an Earthling who gets access to the Nova Force, and he joins them. It's funny, people have always kind of made fun of the fact that, like, they're called the Nova Force, but for some reason, Nova gets to be called Nova, whereas everybody else is, like, their name. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, um, especially when they brought the Nova Force in, everybody thought, well, why wouldn't you make a movie about him? In the comics, what eventually happens is the Nova Force is decimated to where Richard Rider is one of the only ones left, so he gets most of the power. They're kind of... um, led by uh, uh central intelligence so with not as many novas out there he gets more of the power and gets more powerful since it's not spread out um but yeah he's rumored to be in guardians 3 which he does work closely with the guardians in their first uh outing in the annihilation series And he's good friends with uh, Peter Quill, and he's actually even been in a relationship with Gamora. So it makes sense that he would be in Guardians 3. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, Peter Quill and Gamora are not so much a thing in the comics as they are in the movies. That's good, because I feel like she hates Peter Quill so much. So, yeah, it's rumored that we may be getting a Nova movie. The question now, though, is people are asking, and this is what I was hinting at earlier, is it going to be about Richard Rider, who's the original Nova that we followed, or is it going to be about Sam Alexander, who after uh, Richard Rider went missing with Mm -hmm. Peter Quill, Sam Alexander got access to a helmet and became a younger Nova who now works alongside the champions, including Miles Morales, uh, uh, Ms. Marvel. Uh, I'm blanking right now. Oh, Viv Vision, which is Vision's daughter that he built. So, yeah. Which one do you think you'd rather see, the original or the new? I would see the new one. You want to see Sam? Yeah. Yeah. I'm Sam. I have a feeling they would focus more on Sam because he's been a part of the cartoons already in uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. And I feel like with Marvel really targeting this younger audience by bringing in younger heroes, he would fit in more. Mm -hmm. Personally, I'd probably rather see Richard Rider because that's who I grew up with more and that's who I'm more used to. And somebody pointed out the fact that Uh, Richard can be shortened to another name, I won't say, and his name (laughs) is Richard Ryder. Oh! But this is a family show, so we don't (laughs) say what that is. I think I know what you're you're meaning. Yep. (laughs) All right, so we're coming down towards the end of the show. We have a few more things for you. We've got a brief history of Chernabog to go with Halloween, We've got a brief history of the Eternals, no reason. And uh, we still have to do our Favorite moment. Yeah. And just, I realized for new listeners, if you don't know Favorite, the reason that we picked that is after John Favreau. Yeah. Since he's done things with Marvel, Disney, and Star Wars, we thought he was appropriate to choose. Yeah. So that's why you're our Favorite listeners. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's get into Chernabog. Okay. Who's Chernabog? Chernabog is in the
0: Phantasmic <laughs> movie as one of the villains. Stop me if
1: I'm wrong. You're right. That's actually where he originated yeah. in, for Disney.
0: Yeah, yeah. And for me, I always thought that, you know, the Gargoyle, car- or gargoyle, gargoyle cartoons um, on the Disney Channel, they look like one of them looks... Really similar to Chernobyl, so I thought like there was some sort of like overarching story with it, but no, they're all different. They're both different.
1: That's funny. Yeah. So, Chernobyl, if you actually look into this character, it's actually a little surprising that Disney chose him, in my opinion, because he's very dark. He comes from a very dark place. Yeah. So, yeah, Alan already said he first showed up in Disney's 1940 version of Fantasia, because then they did the 2000 version. Which he's also featured in. Or not featured. He just makes a cameo. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's so cool looking. Yeah. But he is based on the god of the night from Slavic mythology. He's supposed to be basically like the source of all evil. So a lot of people actually say that he is the best incarnation of evil that Disney has created. Wow. Yeah. And the reason they say that is because he doesn't have a backstory. He doesn't have a purpose. He just is kind of evil just to be evil. (laughs) Like that's his only purpose. Yeah. And uh, the scene that they show in Fantasia is actually really scary. Because he's on Bald Mountain, it's overlooking the city, there's all these spirits and souls that are coming towards him, and he just, even those that are following him, he picks them up and throws them into this volcano, <laughs> so he's just chaos.
0: Did you know, uh, as I'm doing all this like research, he, they're, they're supposed to do, Disney was thinking of, and I don't know if they are still doing, a live action remake, or a live action movie about him.
1: Really? Yeah, which would be really cool. I think it would be really dark. Would be really cool. That would be really cool. Yeah. So he was designed by animator Vladimir Titla, and some people say it's his greatest triumph. And one thing I read too, which was a little interesting, was I guess he was um, based off of an original drawing done by Walt Disney himself. Wow. And eventually, through time, like other people got a hold of it and kind of like added their own take on it and turned him into the creature that he is today wow and one thing that i really like about him is when you watch fantasia he actually is like part of the mountain during the day mm-hmm. like he folds his wings and he becomes the peak of the mountain and at night he unfolds them
0: yeah and the part of the mountain it just looks like he's wearing a skirt
1: oh how pretty <laughs> I would question those villagers, like, why did you move there? Right, yeah. (laughs) If he awakens every night like that, why did you move there? (laughs) Yeah, so um, I just thought he was a little cool take. You can see him in lots of different forms. You can see him actually in Kingdom Hearts Mm -hmm. as one of the villains you have to fight. You see him in uh, Phantasmic. He's also been in the House of Mouse, which... I haven't seen it personally, but he's made as more of a joke in that. Like, since he's so <laughs> large, they'll put him on a, like, regular-sized table where he's, like, hunched over trying to fit in. <laughs> or he just does silly things. Like, as the source of all evil, like, they played, I think it was a soccer game. <laughs> oh. And he used his powers to have them win. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm kind of on the fence. Like, since he is so cool and so evil, like... I don't know how I feel about him being comedic relief or I don't know like what would the live action be like would it take away from him giving him a backstory or would it make him I cooler know.
0: I mean I feel like it, it would probably have a bit of like a maleficent maleficent feel where it has kind of like a
1: dark tone to it I think I'd I'd like it if it didn't focus on him as the main character. Like, if we mm. saw him explored through, like, a villager's eyes.
0: Yeah, that'd be cool. Like yeah. a Pompeii type of thing.
1: Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just... I. It's fascinating that he had such a small role in Fantasia. And even today, like, people still talk about him. He's still featured in things. Like, he really stole the show in that movie.
0: Yeah. I wish they did... They would have him more in Fantasmic. Like, I love the maleficent dragon but that would be cool if they could do like a live like puppet of him that would be cool. oh yeah yeah
1: well it's funny you say that because he was actually supposed to be a villain in the sorcerer's apprentice mm-hmm. with mickey and uh yen sid the wizard yeah but the uh director at the time said no because he was like he's too big, he's too cool of a villain just to like <laughs> have kind of a quick cameo.
0: Yeah. So
1: they're like, when we do the sequel
0: <laughs> you know, or you then we can sequel. put him in. Yeah. But yeah,
1: there's never been a sequel. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. But uh I forgot about this. He was actually also in Once Upon a Time the show. Oh briefly.
0: Yeah. yeah
1: that's cool. You're cool. I know. I know. And then, uh, <laughs> did you ever hear about the books Kingdom Keepers? No. I heard about it because Rachel. <laughs> uh, Rachel's actually read these where kids get lost in Disneyland Park and like, I think they were <laughs> holograms, I want to say, but certain attractions came to life. So they like mm-hmm. had to face different villains in the park. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And Chernabog was in that as well.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> But, yeah, we just want to highlight him. Are you ready for our last thing today? Yeah, it felt like an eternity
0: to oh, get to the last geez. part of this.
1: Oh, jeez. <laughs> Stop it. All right, so with Eternals coming out later this week, you know where we'll be Friday night, but <laughs> we thought we'd give a brief little history on where they come from and who they are. Yeah. Yeah. So the Eternals... First entered comics July of 1976. They were created by Jack Kirby. And I feel like even within comic book lore, the Eternals aren't very well known. They are not. No. No. (laughs) Yeah. So the whole idea behind the Eternals is that uh, the Celestials, which we see in the previews, the Celestials came to Earth. And they started um, experimenting and they created the Eternals and the Deviants. The Eternals are this glorious, like cool looking people, and the Deviants are like ugly, mutated things. Oh no. I know. And so um, uh, the Eternals and the Deviants were basically born to hate each other and kind of they've always been fighting. So that's who you see in the preview as well. It's interesting because as you get into this, though, we start to see, like, people split off and people start going into space. Mm-hmm. And all that to say that eventually the Eternals come full circle to where they uh, a group of them land on Titan. If that sounds familiar to anyone, it's because that's where Thanos was born. Oh. Uh... So that's where we start to see where everything comes to Thanos and it's all connected. hmm But, uh... A little history on some of the characters. We have Icarus, which is typically one of the ones that you see most of the time. Um, (laughs) I just watched this motion comic where he called himself Ike Harris. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we'll probably see a lot of him. He uh, flies and shoots things out of his eyes. We see Ajax. We see Cersei, who manipulates molecules and atoms. And Cersei is actually uh, one of the ones that's connected to Black Knight, who we see Kit Harrington play in the movie. Uh, Makari is superhumanly fast. Thena, uh, Zerus. If these names sound familiar, one of the things that I love about Eternals is that it's said that a lot of our mythology of the world is based on the Eternals. Mm. Like Zeus is Zeus, Athena yeah. is Athena. So the whole idea is that they've been here forever and we've seen them in different ways and prayed to them in different ways.
0: Interesting. So not really like superheroes, but more like gods. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. So if you haven't heard yet or if you have, apparently the movie's not getting great <laughs> praise. Yeah. And I think part of that is... Uh, it's a team that we're not very familiar with, and I have a feeling the movie's gonna be more like taking us through the MCU history.
0: Yeah. And a bit more serious, I guess. I think when we come to watch MCU movies, they tend like we were expecting some sort of comedic value, I guess, or just entertainment that way. I think this one's gonna be very more like a epic type of movie. Um not so much Jokes, I guess maybe the big one is that Ikea table joke. (laughs) Yeah. Eventually that's like the biggest one in the whole movie. (laughs) But uh, I mean, at the same time, I didn't expect it to be that, I don't want to say charming, but funny or, you know, upbeat at times because we also have like serious actors like Angelina Jolie in it um, and Gemma Chan. So they're more, they're actors that are more like known to be in like dramatic roles. So I kind of am going into it, expecting it to be that type of movie. It is also, like, more than two and a half hours long. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, I'm still excited to watch it and learn more about these characters. But, yeah, I guess we'll just have to see.
1: Yeah. Did you know that one of the Eternals apparently spawned two of my favorite mythological characters? One of them's name is Sprite. Oh, and apparently, yeah. Oh, Sprite apparently he Sprite's well Sprite's been a boy and a girl because part of the Eternals is if they die they're reincarnated. Mm. So Sprite appeared to J.M. Barry, who then wrote a book called Peter Pan. Oh, <laughs> and Sprite <laughs> also appeared to Shakespeare, who then made Puck. Oh, I
0: love Puck. Yeah, or no, not Puck,
1: Pan. No, it's, it's Puck. Oh yeah, it's Puck from Midsummer
0: Night's Dream. Yeah, right? Puck. yeah, 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 yeah,
1: Yeah. So yeah. So I think Sprite would be my favorite of them. Probably Sprite or Icarus. But yeah, I think you're right. We're going to get a more serious movie. I kind of think that they did get some of these big-name actors like Angelina because I don't think Eternals is going to be like, you know, Eternals 1, Eternals 2, Eternals. I think yeah. it's going to, like, drop a bomb on us and, like, tell us a little more history of the universe. And I think that's going to be it.
0: Yeah. Cause yeah. yeah. Like... In the beginning when I heard about Eternals I was kind of thinking It was going to be taken into more direction Of like Guardians of the Galaxy Where it was a group Where we didn't really know much about In space Um, That movie just turned out to be Hilarious and entertaining Mm -hmm. But I don't think that's going to be the same direction That this movie is going to go in And also Chloe um, The director of the movie She has made a lot of Chloe Zhao, sorry, uh, she's made a lot of, like, award-winning movies, too. So she's not really into the field of cracking a lot of jokes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, one thing that fascinates me about the preview is that, uh, I don't remember who right now, but one of the characters says, all the energy from the snap went into space, mm-hmm. and now it started something happening. yeah. And that just makes me think of when uh, Scarlet Witch took away all the mutant powers, all that energy, very similarly, went into space, all the mutant power, and uh, the Phoenix Force kind of melded with Scarlet Witch and somebody named Hope Summers, and that was kind of the catalyst that it gave everybody's powers back. So I'm not, because I know Alan gets sick of me speculating about how they're going to bring yeah, the mutants in, back. but... I don't know if that's what that energy is going to be, but I still wonder where that's going. Like what, it, what started? I guess
0: we'll see next week. Yeah. Either we'll have a very uh, happy Sean or we'll <laughs> have a very meh Sean.
1: Not happy. Yes.
0: <laughs> He'll be like, told you so. I told you so. It's coming. I told you so. Watch, watch, listen, listen now. And then fast forward to next week's episode. If you're listening in the future. I hate you.
1: <laughs> yeah, so like Alan said, we will be talking about Eternals on next week's episode. So let us know if you're planning on seeing it right away and want us to give uh, spoilers. Or let us know if you want us to give uh, spoiler-free so you have time to see it.
0: Yeah, or if all the reviews are really bad and you are you don't want to watch it at all, yeah. <laughs> just listen to our summary.
1: <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Alan. Yes. Do you have a favorite moment this week?
0: Um, My favorite moment, I'm going to cheat and say this is something in the future.
1: Darn it. That was going to be mine, uh, too. Uh,
0: um, tomorrow is uh, the concert that we're going to. Aside from Disney, after Disney, Rachel kindly offered us free tickets to watch The Nightmare Before Christmas in concert at the Bank of California stadium Mm -hmm. uh, across from USC and really excited. Um, The Billie Eilish is going to be there. There's already been videos of her performing because this was a multi-night concert Um, and just really excited for it. It's going to be really cool.
1: Yeah. I got to see this in, I think 2019 or 18. One of those years I got to go with uh, Chris, Jesse and Rachel And it was really fun because what they end up doing is they show the Nightmare Before Christmas movie, but then they have uh, actors from the movie usually come out and actually sing the parts live. Like, we got to see Danny Elfman singing Jack. We got to see Catherine O'Hara singing as Sally and as Shock. Uh, Paul Rubens was there to sing as Locke. Uh, um, I don't remember his name right now, but the mayor actor unfortunately has passed away so he wasn't there so somebody else stepped in for him but it was just really exciting to get to see these people actually do the voices like watching katherine o'hara like i knew she was shock's voice but watching her actually do the voice mm-hmm. it's crazy <laughs> uh, so unfortunately um we won't be seeing her this year that's why billy eilish is going to step in as those characters as sally and shock but yeah um weird al Yankovic will be yeah. there, randomly. Yeah. So, yeah, this is just a movie that I've loved since it came out. I'm excited to go. I'm going to be wearing my (laughs) zero-shoulder dog. (laughs) So, yeah, I think we're going to have a great time. And Rachel is awesome for being able to get these tickets and offer them to us. Thank
0: you, Rachel. Thank you, Rachel.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, great. That's our show this week. We will see you next week with more. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you are jonesing for more of our voices, uh, actually, the Halloween special just came out for Forza Crowd, where I voiced Bradley. And also, you can find me on Hanging with the Hollows with Kevin. Happy birthday, Kevin! Happy birthday! Where else can they find us?
0: You can also find us and Rachel on uh, Once Upon a Cult, where we actually just wrapped up our season. I don't know what season <laughs> number we're on. Third season?
1: No, it's like six. Oh, five, five or six. <laughs> five,
0: yeah, five six-ish season. And, yeah, so that'll give you time if you do want to just start uh, listening, give you time to catch up because we'll start our next season in January. So check us out there.
1: Yeah. And, of course, you can find our merch on magichavoc.threadless.com. You can find my book on amazon.com. And you can find Buttons on Etsy, and you can find a link tree for all of these things on our Instagram. Yeah. All right, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week, Favorites. Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween! Halloween.